Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. One, two, three. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and... Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon, and now here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C, 
a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today on a Tuesday, it's got that Tuesday feel. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Fires! Fires! Everywhere fires! So that one fire is now the biggest in California state history? Yeah, yeah, but it's two fires that they're calling one fire. How many fires is it? Um, it's pretty awful. You know, the reason I ask that, and, and the reason I bring up fires, is that it's now clearly become the top of your fire, one of those crises you don't want to let go to waste, because it's being come at from all sorts of different political angles, and people want to discuss it from one point of view and pretend that's the only point of view. Uh-huh. Whereas there's kind of a 360 view of why there are more fires than there are worse, and, and to me, it's all interesting. Yeah. And worth observing. I'm excited to talk about Alex Jones getting booted off of Twitter and Facebook or wherever else he got booted off of yesterday. He's a Christian man. Alex Jones, who uh, who uh, is incredible. Did, was it 60 Minutes that did that profile on him last year? He makes a gazillion dollars. I mean, a gazillion dollars and has a lot of uh, that was listeners, viewers. Megan Kelly's oh, Megan Kelly's show? first show, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Alex Jones is huge, and he um and he's huge based on a lot of pretty wacky damn stories. Yeah, he doesn't believe he never believes any of these school shootings are real, and you know that sort of stuff. And uh, but he's huge and makes a lot of money. And um, but and he's he's just got an opinion. <clears throat> Even if it's wacky, and he's no longer allowed on Twitter, and is it Facebook the other one? Uh, yeah, although yeah, they're they're trying to get him banned everywhere. Who they are, I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly. Two thirds of the frogs down in Houston are bisexual. For instance, wow. But uh, some swinging frogs. <laughs> I believe Twitter is the last. So Spotify took down his podcast. YouTube yeah, and YouTube. iTunes, I think, yeah. were the big three. I don't know if Twitter's done it yet. At, I'll double check on that. Interesting. That's all interesting. I want to talk about that. The whole, you know, free speech and private companies and what's publishing and all these different things are uh, are interesting. Right. And right. What responsibility do the platforms bear for the content on them? None, in my opinion. But you know, uh, or do we have the clip? My favorite one is where he starts yelling and swearing, and then he says, "I'm sorry, folks. I'm a Christian man." <laughs> and I love that. One. <laughs> it's really good. Is. I go with that one in my personal life. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I lost my head there for a second. Right. Um, so we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. Let's uh, introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. I'm doing good. Uh, this weekend, uh, I want to create sort of a date night. And one of the things I've thought about, I've never gone to a movie theater where you have dinner. They just built one of these fancy theaters near me, and so you can go. You eat while the movie's on? Yeah. I've never been to one of them. give you a menu, and you really? sit down, and yeah. So and you get your drink on as well. Mm-hmm. Boy, upping, upping my chance of listening to people chew while I watch well, my see, movie that's sounds just, fantastic. I'm wondering how this is going to work. Do I need to bring a bib, you know, like a bib, because when the lights go out, if I'm eating barbecue, you know how messy that is. I don't want the lights to go up, and suddenly I'm covered in sauce because I didn't know what I was doing. You <laughs> do they might miss your mouth in the dark. In all honesty, do they have uh, do they have speakers at every table like it's a drive-in theater, or do they just have to crank the volume to cover up the, the, the din See, of a restaurant? No idea. I don't know how this is going to work. It, it's not. I've, I've been to these things. It, it's not traditional plating, so you don't have like the, the silverware on the plates. Uh-huh. It's all very kind of like plastic nerf. baskets and it's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you don't really... I didn't notice people eating at all. Like, you notice... The waiters sometimes when they come in and bring an extra a drink or something like that, you get more people kind of mm-hmm. walking in front. But but yeah, I didn't notice the sound of people eating at all. Mm. I prefer to just sneak drinks into the theater, <laughs> sit there and drink in, in an oversized coat. <laughs> 
I generally had girlfriends with big purses. Nice. We bring our beer into the theater. And then, of course, you have to pretend to sneeze when you open your beer because it makes a noise. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) How many beers would be enough, generally speaking? Back then, a couple. Yeah, a couple's fine. I haven't had a drink in uh, 12 years today, as a matter of fact. Wow. Wow. It's been a while since I've taken beers into the movie theater. 12 years. I mean, good for you. That's great for you. You know, I just can't believe how much time it's passed. Yeah, exactly. You know what the worst part of that is? Is that you're 12 years old. Yeah. That's the worst part of that. Uh, There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, due to uh, various parking issues, I had to. (laughs) doo-doo. I had to park on a street last night, and when I uh, came out to go to work this morning, my car was covered with ash. Mm -hmm. Ash all over the car. Burn, fires burning all over the place. Smoky where I live. Very, very smoky. So I have cut back on my vigorous outdoor activities. (laughs) You know, these are things. (laughs) Was that a difficult life change? (laughs) It was a life change, my friends. Yeah, I mean, I actually did keep the kids in the house yesterday. I, mean, I, 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 I don't know if I kept them in the house, but I wasn't forcing them out like I usually do to right. ride their bikes and stuff because this is nasty outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I realize there are a lot of people putting up with a lot more these days that live in, uh, you know, the uh, wake of the fire. Well, it's uh, amazing that you can be hundreds of miles away from a right. fire and still have ash on your on your car because yep. of the you know, weather and whatnot. Um, yeah, well, something needs to be done. We'll have to get to that 360-degree view you were talking Indeedy. about. Indeedy. Huh? I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, August 7th, the year 2018, setting you straight in 2018. I didn't want to say anyways. Oh, that's, that's fine. Did I just skip you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. smoother than you. Enjoy the pace. I just thought it had gone faster than usual. I thought, that went well, I was thinking. Well, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. Are you, Sean? Well, I'm happy to report that Yoel, well, I'm not happy to report, this is actually sad, I got thrown off there, Yoel Robuchan, apologies if I mispronounce that, the most Michelin-decorated chef in history, the chef of the century, Robuchon, Robuchon, Robuchon. Died, died yesterday at the age of 73. How Michelin, a tire manufacturer, got in <laughs> right. the restaurant right. grading hard game? To imagine. I, I don't know, but it is what it is at Why this point. Why do you point. take their advice? What's Die Hard Battery think of this restaurant? <laughs> but I love the fact that, uh, according to the BBC article about him, his most famous recipe was for, and I quote, the humble mashed potato. Hmm. Half yeah. potato, half butter, mash. Well, he died sounds, of butter poison. That sounds pretty good, I'll uh, tell you that. No kidding. Half potato, half butter. Mash. Bring it on. Wow. Yeah. God, it's sickening. That's the unforgettable Sean. That's who that was. That's Thanks for that French cooking note. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty, and we approve of this program. He'd earned 30 stars or something like that from the tire company. How about that? You got free rotations. Yeah. That's a good year. You're going to start rank, ranking beers or something? I don't get it. Time for the show to begin, everybody, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Some recently unearthed writings by Vice President Mike Pence, discovered by CNN in columns from the late 1990s. Is how that was supposed to end. Wow, it's the Dead Sea Scrolls of Mike Pence. Is he being discredited or attacked or something? Hootie and the Blowfish topped the charts. It was uh... (laughs) exactly. (laughs) What are their headlines, Marshall? California's largest fire ever, now as big as the city of Los Angeles. The president hailing new Iran sanctions and something you can add to your list of heart-healthy foods, beer. Mm. Stories coming up minutes from now. I'm Strong and Guinea. If the New York Times was like the only paper everybody read, 
Would they have different requirements of what opinions they have to allow on there than if they're just one newspaper in one town? Because that's essentially what Facebook is. Oh, I see what you're driving at. No, be their choice entirely, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, requirements? I don't know. Nobody's ought to require anything. How does market? How does mail bag look? Oh, it's very nice. A lot of uh, quick hit and brief messages. It's a 21st century go-go, no, uh, no time for blah, blah, blah. It's a very fast-paced mailbag. Mm, I'll tell you what the real danger is for Facebook and Twitter. Actually, I'll tell you in just a minute um, with this uh, move on Alex Jones. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Continuing to try to convince America that it makes perfectly good sense to be madly in love with two people at the same time. <laughs> Who you just met on the set of a show. Well, even if you didn't, just that concept alone seems pretty strange. Has that ever happened to anybody? Madly, deeply in love with two people at the same time? It's a tough spot to be in. Okay. Torn between two lovers, feeling like a fool. Wouldn't you feel pretty crazy? Yes, and troubled. Yeah. Uh, well, you go with coin flip. Well, game show. She went with the one she couldn't picture herself living without. She said, "Well, that's a good, good choice. It's a good seems way. Like a, to, yeah, seems like a good way. The to one go. that yeah, take him or leave him. <laughs> yeah, leave that one. You say she left that one behind. <laughs> I swear these shows are making us stupider. Uh, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can just take this stuff in. You are what you eat intellectually. Maybe uh, some. I don't. Well, I don't know. Mailbag. Is mailbag banned Alex Jones? What's Joe's filter? What's he excluding from I have no the filter. public? Anybody who's listened to the show for any length of time knows that. I thought we had, let's see, is there a, an Alex Jones related email? I'm looking. So I'll read it just to prove we have no filter. I don't see it. Uh, guys, I want a Snapchat-like uh, app. We were talking about, it's not Snapchat, but it's a... The best-selling app in the world. You whiten your teeth. You get rid of any uh, pimples. You thin your eyebrows. You blue in your eyes. You thin your jowls. You lighten your hair, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a way to Photoshop your uh, your your pictures, your selfies you take. Even though Photoshop's a copyrighted term, it's like Kleenex. Really, we know what that means, right? And then we then you end up with what do they call it? Photoshop dysmorphia or whatever, where you you you're desperate to look like your selfies that you spent 45 minutes manipulating digitally and so you go get surgery. I can see I could see if I thinned myself in all my photos and then I'm going to the family reunion or the high school reunion or whatever it is. I'm going to meet my old friends in Vegas or whatever we're going to do. Sure. I might think, you know what? I had to probably lose a few pounds <laughs> to look a little closer to what but yeah. the idea of what you're making your your nose shorter, so you go getting your nose carved on? Get carved on, exactly. Wow. Yep, yep. Anyway, Bruce writes, I want a Snapchat-like app for my TV so that when I watch the newscasters, I can have their hair virtually on fire all the time. That's a good one. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah, well observed. Moving along. 
We were talking about uh, financial responsibility yesterday. A new study out that shows it's a, a vastly higher number of seniors that are declaring bankruptcy now. Many times, uh, many more, rather than only a couple of decades ago. Uh, and, and they were uh, looking at the whys. And, 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 right, yeah. And, or guessing and, at the whys. And they left out not saving, not making saving a priority, overspending, lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. It was they, all things you can't control, all outside forces. In an 8 million word article, they didn't even put one sentence in there. Of course, it matters how much you save, too, or how much you spend. You know, I had to cook up some sort of, uh, and, and probably put in Latin so it sounds more weighty, but some sort of uh, uh, phrase, catchphrase slogan that says, in essence... Don't look at outside forces till you've considered yourself. Because mm. that is the great There's... dividing line in humanity. Those who believe that they are in charge of their own situation, and though they may be dealt bad cards or get bad luck or be mistreated, etc., it's still up to them to overcome it. And then you got people who just believe that the, the world controls who they are. If they get bad breaks, they lay down and give up. And, you know, it's... It could well be medical costs are much higher, and there are a bunch of stuff that's crappy right now, financially speaking. On the other hand, you're in charge. Well, as I pointed out yesterday, just since we did this later in the show, they didn't mention that this current generation lived in houses two to two and a half times bigger than their parents did on average. Bought yeah. way more new used cars, ate out new more, cars, yeah. traveled yeah. more. Bought on credit instead of cash, right. like generations <laughs> before. <laughs> that's a huge change. Of course. Uh, anyway, uh, Mark suggests we requote Dave Ramsey, quote, we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. That is a good, good one. description of American consumerism, including my own at times. The truth hurts a little bit. Which, as a texter pointed out yesterday, is what our economy is built on, this yeah! lifestyle. That's if point. we all quit it today, we'd be in big trouble. Here's Mike, fully faggoty, friend of Armstrong and Getty over 10 years. I was able to retire at age 55 because I saved until it hurt. I'm a multimillionaire today because I saved until it hurt. We didn't take expensive vacations. I drive a 10-year-old car. I always used to tell my staff, save as much money as you can because later in life it will give you options. Now I'm scared to death that someone's going to ask me to share what I've saved with everyone else. In Corruptifornia, this is not a crazy idea. Anyway, Owen, too. Uh, regards, Mike. That is absolutely true. Nancy Pelosi has floated the idea of people with excess savings... That's the phrase she used, and that is a t- terrifying phrase. People with excess savings should just give their fair share to those less fortunate. We got a good uh, couple of clips coming up about uh, the growing popularity of socialism, which fits into that. So it's yeah, indeed. Uh, on the same topic, Janae. Last year, my oh, I could have left her name out. She didn't ask for it. Oh, well. last year, my brother-in-law was bragging that he was going to retire on one one eighteen. And he had $150,000 in his 401k. He actually did retire and last week bought a boat for 14k. I can see it coming. So a little less than 10% of his 401k went to a, a boat. How old is he? I don't know. Doesn't say. You better not be very old. I mean, you better, you better, better be, be super young. old. Yeah, better be 89. <laughs> Uh, Those with, who have been blessed the most, yes. who have disproportionately extracted by whatever skill more and more from the national wealth, they're going to have to share more of that. That's right, because uh, successful people, business people, those who produce, they're not producing. They're extracting, Jerry, in your bizarro Orwellian world. Anyway, moving along. Uh, here's a nice note uh, from Andy. 
On the topic of racism against the majority, the left claims that minorities can't be racist. It's bunk. The claim that you can only be racist if you have power to implement your policy. The claim is that. You know, like Barack Obama did and Eric Holder did when he chose not to sentence Black Panther Party members who were convicted of voter intimidation. Most folks see racism as hatred based on ethnicity. When I was in a black neighborhood in New York and was spit on and called a honky, that was racism. Defining it away doesn't fix anything. Keep enjoying Shark Week Mythbusters, Andy, in Sacto. Yeah, that's a good point. It's absolutely... Explaining something away through chalkboard academic ideology is a disease. Let's see. Oh, man. A lot of stuff on forest management. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later on um, because I've got a bunch of information on that. It's pretty interesting. Um, I like this. So this is a nice note from, uh, well, let's say, uh, oh, okay, it's Alyssa in, in Seattle. Uh, long story short, her grandparents had hosted an exchange student from Belgium decades ago, and they're still in touch, comes back with kids and uh, doing a, a full tour of the Western United States, etc. Alyssa studied French for years, so was invited to dinner. The kids, aged 11 to 18, three kids, all agreed that Las Vegas was their favorite city. They did L.A., Vegas, National Park, San Francisco, and Seattle. Curiously, I asked them why. They told me it wasn't so much that they enjoyed Las Vegas, but that L.A., San Francisco, and Seattle were too scary. And to use the literal translation, quote, absolutely shocking. They're, of course, referencing the countless number of vagrants they saw defecating or literally injecting heroin into their arms in broad daylight. Each time I thought they were talking about one city, I'd ask them, are you talking about San Francisco? They'd all laugh and say, no, all of them. My grandparents watched as they described their experiences in French, eagerly awaiting the translation. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. But then they they show somebody sticking a needle in their arm. Perhaps if these West Coast cities' respective mayors and city councils knew that their cultured, democratic, socialist, European brethren, whom they admire so much, were not only disgusted but downright terrified of their cities, they might make a stronger effort to clean them up. Now, when you see these people and you're scared, there's something wrong with you. I was told that in a city council meeting. To Europe a couple decades ago, I couldn't believe all the junkies. Now they come here and say your cities are disgusting. Nice. Something. Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So. We didn't get to interview Laura Logan yesterday. We were hoping to do a long podcast with her. I was really looking forward to talking to her about Afghanistan because there's some interesting new stuff. Interesting. But she was lost in the bush. Interesting, horrifying things out of Afghanistan, and she's one of the top Afghanistan experts as journalists in the whole world. But she was lost in the bush. She was literally on a safari, lost in the bush. And, and couldn't get a connection. She thought she'd be back to the base camp by then. Hopefully we'll be doing that soon and bringing it to you. However you get podcasts, I don't know how you get it through your Through your, your earballs. Exactly. Your ear. How's that TV show of yours going? It's going oh, fine, Laura. Just fine. <laughs> through your earballs. Here's uh, here's the latest from Marsha Phillips. Well, the West on fire. The Mendocino Complex fire in Northern California. Now in the record books, the largest wildfire in the history of California. As the two fires that make up this wildfire have burned more than 238,000 acres in Mendocino Lake in Calusa counties. An area as big as the city of L.A. 
Jim Steele, he's a supervisor for Lake County, said this fire is a monster. This fire was dictating where it went. The fire was in command. And these folks were just reacting. They were not in charge of the fire. Just the opposite of what we used to see in the old days. Most everything... I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Most everything from my wife's childhood is burnt up. The house she grew up in, the school she went to, the the places she worked, her friends' houses, they're all gone. Wow. That'd be interesting to have that happen. Just no longer there. You got more than 14,000 firefighters battling over a dozen major wildfires throughout California, including a new one that... uh, Blew up yesterday in the Cleveland National Forest right in the border of Orange and Riverside County. That's dubbed the Holy Fire. It's went up to 5,000 acres. Boom, like that. Well, and, and why more fires, why more intense fires, etc.? Everybody is trying to grab hold of this crisis and make political points with it. You driving um, your SUVs, that's the reason. Exactly. Yeah, it's the global warming. Um, and uh, the the truth is actually a bit more well-rounded, and it's pretty interesting. But I guarantee you the major factor is not global warming. That's a, a ludicrous claim. Um, but but uh, it could be a factor, and we need to plan for it. I want to give you this statistic, though. I just heard this yesterday, and it, it blew oh. my mind, but I believe it to be true. Uh, we mentioned I mentioned the other day that China and India are vastly increasing their outputs of... Uh, your uh, climate change and chemicals, your carbon emissions. Right. They're increasing like crazy right now as their economies grow. The increase in China's emission last year was greater than California's total output. So the idea that Jerry Brown's symbolic, uh, we're going to be a leader in uh, reducing uh, carbon emissions, the idea that that's going to make some sort of difference is hilarious. China's increase is greater than California's total output. And their increase was a small percentage of their output. I mean, California, any individual U.S. state, is a teeny, teeny blip in the world. Well, yeah, I, I agree with signal. you. It's but, vote getting. Well, but I guess what you're hoping to do is, you know, me picking up trash is not going to make a dent in the amount of trash alongside the road. But You're right. I still do it. I'm trying to, you know, set an example for my kids and others that this is what you should do. I guess uh, so you're on board with me. Of course, of course, me doing that doesn't take money out of anybody's pocket. And crush job growth, etc. Right. The first set of U.S. sanctions against Iran eased under the Obama-era nuclear accord now back in effect. An executive order signed by President Trump reimposed the sanctions on financial transactions involving U.S. dollars, Iran's auto industry, the purchase of commercial planes and metals, including gold. President Trump tweeting this morning, the Iran sanctions have officially been cast. And we're telling the Euros, or do you have this, Marshall? These? We're telling the Euros, do business with them or do business with us. You can't do both. Yep. Woo! Trump goes on to say these are the most biting sanctions ever imposed, and in November they ratchet up to get to another level. Anyone doing business with Iran will not be doing business with the United States. Think he'll stick with that? Because that's a heck of a thing. Well, the Euro said, ah, we're doing business with Iran. We have that nuclear agreement. We're going to keep it. Uh, so whatever. Now we'll see what happens in November. I'm sure there will be frantic diplomacy between now and then. Interesting, uh, interesting pushback from Iran's president, uh, Rouhani. He described these measures as, quote, psychological warfare aimed to sow division among Iranians. Whatever, you're secretly making a bomb, probably still are. You see Israel assassinated one of the top nuke scientists from Syria. 
You can't prove that. Over the weekend, and uh, you know, Syria and Iran working closely together. So Isra- guys, Israel's not going to let Iran get too far. They can't. The guy's car blew up. It happens sometimes. He probably was using the wrong <laughs> octane gas. I'll bet he left it running yeah. at the gas station. Right. Oh, it happens. He was smoking. Turns out, my friends, beer is good for you. The American Journal of Medical Sciences claims researchers have determined beer has more protein and B vitamins than wine, is high in antioxidants, and can reduce the risk of heart disease. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah, there is so, there, an interesting story I wanted to get to yep. uh, questioning the benefits of drinking, and I'm not saying that because I don't drink because I don't care whether you drink or not. It makes no difference to me whatsoever. Right. But there was some interesting um, uh, data as they looked at a whole bunch of Europeans in particular that he get into how they came up with that. Maybe I'll get into it later. The report goes on to say physicians should be aware, as Jack was talking about, of the growing evidence supporting the nutritional and health benefits of moderate consumption of alcohol. So I assume that means I can drink to excess. I can drink as much as I want, seven days a week. Because there must be somebody who makes that assumption. Because every time a genie story about alcohol doing you some good comes out, a nanny like you, Marshall, has to say, now remember... You can't drink to excess. That's such so a there must be somebody who makes that assumption. <laughs> That's such a stupid thing to say. If you're a person who's going to drink a lot, you're going to do it whether Marshall or any other newscaster says this or not. you damn right. And I am merely passing <laughs> on the advice of world-renowned physicians. <laughs> there you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. And you know, it's the it's, 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 same thing happens with being a parent. You know, you, you go too far with those kind of things, and you make your kids think everything you tell them is bogus. Right. But it's like it's like right. the lie they tell the women about not drinking anything during pregnancy. You can have a drink or whatever it is. I don't remember. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, a glass of wine won't do you any harm, nor the fetus. And so there's the sort of person that might overdrink thinks, ah, it's just a lie. The, the, uh, the people that aren't going to overdrink under any circumstances probably aren't going to drink anything. Um, you just you don't do yourself any good. Right. I'm just drunk. By overselling the dangers. There's a young mother there. <laughs> <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm starting to get his show, The Conscience of the Nation. I think we need to ring the bell. Ah, the liberty, the sweet knell of freedom. Was that the guy was that the guy who climbed up on his lover's roof? The I'm just drunk guy? Yeah. So we got to figure this so out. We got a new Some point we'll t- talk about this. Um, Twitter, Facebook, Apple, whatever it is they represent. Deciding whose speech is okay and whose isn't. Where is this going to end? That's what I wonder. I think it's going to be more splintering. We're going to have a conservative Twitter and a liberal Twitter. No there won't be one Twitter anymore, for instance. We'll just continue to go back into our holes and only listen to opinions we agree with. Anyway, that among other things coming up. What do you got about the... Oh, yeah. Jack has been requesting for years that we get solid data on what's the deal with the homeless folks. What percentage are junkies? What percentage are vets? What percentage have mental illness that we ought to be helping with? Well, uh, California County's done some serious research into the question. Has some stats they claim to be pretty steady, pretty good. I can't reliable. imagine how you'd come up with them, but I'm, I'm willing to hear it. Asking. They went around and asked the folks. How do you know if you've asked everybody or if you ask the same person twice? How do you keep track of that? Well, we ask them their names. They have names. Listen to you. You're dehumanizing these folks. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're going to beat your ass. You just get that through your stinking traitorous heads. Excuse me. I apologize. We have a lot of Christian affiliates. I am a Christian. <laughs> there you go. Alex Jones. Uh, you know, we played a lot of the funny stuff that he says over the years. Some of the, the more serious stuff, we'll play the little of that for you, because I, I think that's what got him in trouble more. But um, the biggest one is Apple banning him, I think, because that eliminates the podcast from the most popular place anybody gets podcasts. Right. That's that combined bigger... with the Spotify podcast eliminates a huge portion yeah. of how most people get I think it. that's a bigger deal than getting booted off of Twitter or whatever. But we'll talk about it coming up. Almost every guinea pig is horribly deformed with their testicles on top of their heads. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, that sort of stuff is not, you know, I, I, I could listen to that or not listen to it depending on my mood. But, man, that whole school shootings are phony thing is, is weird. I, it, uh, there's, I'm yeah. a free speech guy, so it can exist and you sure. enjoy it or not. But. Well, yeah, the government shouldn't limit it. No, absolutely not. So, listen, a lot of wildfires around the West. I auto-open up my fire app. I have several of them, and um, and they are absolutely from the Canadian border to the Mexican border all along the West Coast. And um, folks listening in Montana and Idaho and, and, and Utah and all, all over the place are saying, yeah, what about us? Because there are wildfires everywhere. The California fires are getting a lot of attention because they're near population centers. but um, And media centers. And, well, yeah, that's true, too. So uh, there's a lot of discussion going around, uh, going on about why is the fire season worse? Why do the fires seem to be more intense, loss of life, blah, blah, blah. And it's the proverbial crisis you don't want to let go to waste among political activist types. And I'm looking at this article from the normally uh, responsible Mercury News, which is out of uh, the San Jose area, the South Bay of the uh, San Francisco Bay area. Um and, and the title of this article is California Wildfires. It's a people problem. Long and short of it is we're building more in suburbs, exurbs, woodland areas that... What's an exurb? Uh, that's outside the suburb. How do you know where it ends? What's the suburb end? There's a sign. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to exurb. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's an outer, outer suburb. Okay. So I'm, you know me, in urban planning. I stay up all night with the covers pulled up over my head so my wife can't see me reading about, you know, civil engineering. You're a zoning junkie. Uh, I know it. So anyway, and uh, in, in this whole article is about, it's, uh, well, uh, this geographer is quoted, says it's the expanding bullseye effect, uh, et cetera, the uh, thousand percent increase in the number of Western U.S. homes at risk from wildfire over the past 50 years, et cetera, et cetera. And then somehow, and I want to talk to this guy, because I wonder if he was quoted out of context or something was left out, but John Keeley, a fire scientist with the U.S. Geological Survey's Western Ecological Research Center in Sequoia National Park, says, and I quote, this is a people problem. What's changing is not the fires themselves, but the fact that we have more and more people at risk. Well, now, wait a minute. That runs counter to absolutely everything I've heard from everybody that the fires are burning much hotter, they're unpredictable, they're harder to fight, etc. Right. And so I smell a, Although a, a the, cause there. Even, even that, you have to, who are you listening to? If a firefighter says, I don't, okay, I'll, you know, I'll take their word for it, but if some politician says that, they might just be saying that because they're pushing the whole global warming thing. Sure, right. 
So, uh, listen, the expanding bullseye thing, the more houses in harm's way and maybe not being built in a smart way with fire breaks around the uh, the neighborhoods or what have you, there's absolutely truth to that. But to deny that the lack of forest management over the last several decades because of the spotted owl type environmental craze differentiated from responsible environmentalism the idea that we we mustn't touch a single thing in the forest well but at the same time we're not letting them burn ever the natural wildfires partly because of what that dude was talking about that we have more houses and more buildings out there and more human beings etc etc so listen it's all true we're not managing the forest anymore because of a environmental craze where emotion replaced logic spotted owl be fine Especially slow roasted with salt and pepper. Go light with the seasonings because it's a very mellow flesh. Taste the meat, not the spice. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. You want the full taste of owl. Right. You don't want to cover up the owl with a bunch of mesquite crap or what have you. Anyway, um, all I'm tasting is honey mustard here. Where's so, the owl flavor? Exactly. It makes you wonder are they using a lesser cut of owl and the trying shank? to cover up with it? Is exactly. This- is this owl unspotted? Who would, who would deep fry spotted owl? A child? Regular owl passing it off. But so listen, it's, it, there's element of truth, elements of truth to all of it. But to say it's one thing or the other is just stupid. Like the global warming people are trying to tell us. Chuck DeVore, who is a former uh, assemblyman or something or other. And he was also a California Army National Guard guy for a couple of decades. Um, and he, he participated in a lot of stuff. He talked to a lot of people. Um, and he mentions a Sacramento Bee editorial that blamed the car fire. <coughs> that's the giant fire uh, in the Redding, California area, on a man-made, man-caused buildup of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Their headline, the car fire is a terrifying glimpse into California's future. I saw that. This is climate change for real and in real time. We were warned that the atmospheric buildup of man-made greenhouse gas would eventually be an existential threat. Well, as Mr. DeVore points out, the problem with the Bees editorial is that making a passionate argument is no substitute for the truth. And he goes back to 2005 as a freshman California assemblyman visiting Northern California meeting with forest product industry professionals who grew, managed, and harvested trees on public and private lands. And they talked about how the mass of regulations that popped up a couple of decades ago, a couple, two, three decades ago, absolutely ruined forestry. Everybody left the industry. We started buying all our timber from Canada, China, and others. But meanwhile, because we wouldn't let fires burn for the aforementioned reasons, the, the forests became far denser than they've ever been historically. Fire suppression efforts continued. The result was accurately forecast by my forest management industry hosts in Siskiyou County in 05. Larger, more devastating fires. Fires so hot they sterilized the soil, making regrowth difficult and altering the landscape. Oof. More importantly, fires that increasingly threatened lives and homes as they became hotter and more difficult to bring under control. This has been predicted for decades. And that's about density, not global warming. Right, exactly. Listen, I'm not pro-carbon in the atmosphere. I don't have one side or the other in this argument. I just want everybody to understand it's 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 all of the above. Oh, which... Because I'm a hick, I eat fried spotted owl with gravy. Oh, my God. Fried. Oh, my God. Delicious. Who's the uh, old French chef uh, who just passed? Roll Robichon? He'd, <laughs> he'd tell you. You got a lightly seasoned spotted owl. Some herbs de Provence. Breading fried. 
Delicious. You know, we probably ought to get to... Uh, that owl didn't die in vain, I'll tell you that. That was a good owl. Probably ought to get to the president's tweet about the wildfires and the uh, the water and the rest of it. Mm. Uh, odd would be my review. <laughs> Difficult to understand. And I definitely want to get into this conversation about... Free speech is the wrong term because that's a, a government amendment thing. But free discussion, the, the the free exchange of opinion is going away at such a quick rate in our country. Plus, who are these bums? Let's get to know them. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.